Hey everyone, welcome to Hub City Church. We are ordinary people following an extraordinary God together. If you want more information about Hub City Church, find us online at thehubcitychurch.com connect and fill out our digital connect card. Now let's dive into this week's message. Sabbath is this rhythm that God gives us and he gives it for our lives and we see this throughout scripture. Okay, so let's take a look at a couple of scriptures where we see throughout the Old Testament and New Testament, we see Sabbath as a rhythm for humanity. One comes out of Genesis chapter 2, verses 2 through 3, at creation. We see Sabbath implemented at creation. It says, on the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation, so he rested from all his work. God was God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy because it is the day when he rested from all his work of creation. So right at the beginning, God begins to infuse creation with this rhythm. We need to break. We need to rest, right? We see Sabbath mentioned in the Ten Commandments. So God gives humanity a command. He's telling you, hey, you need to stop. You need to rest. You need to celebrate what God is doing. And so it's within one of the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20. It says, remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord. Remember to observe the Sabbath. How many of us just need to be reminded, hey, take a break, take a Sabbath, because our lives are just going and going and going. When God gives them the Ten Commandments, what's going on? Man, they've come out of slavery. They've come out of a, a rhythm of life that was unhealthy and unsafe and just not what God designed for them. And so he implements this command to say, let's remember the Sabbath all the way back from those ancient times at creation. Let's remember this rhythm of Sabbath. Then you fast forward into the New Testament times where Jesus is on earth and he, he himself talks about Sabbath. In Mark chapter 2, it says, Jesus said to them, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people, not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. Jesus is teaching and talking about Sabbath. He's practicing Sabbath, but he's implementing this, this reminder here within his disciples and within the religious leaders of the time, trying to help them understand Sabbath is for them. It is designed by God. God has designed humanity to stop each week to delight and to rest in the presence of God. And that Sabbath Sunday that we are trying to implement here within our summer rhythms that we're doing is trying to teach us to stop, to rest, and to delight in the presence of God. And so those are the three themes that we are gonna focus on throughout the summer. But this first one is this idea of Sabbathing by stopping. Can we develop a rhythm of Sabbath stopping? Because the word Sabbath itself in Hebrew translates as to cease, to stop, to halt, right? So God has created humanity when he says, observe the Sabbath, remember the Sabbath. He's, what is he telling us? Remember to stop. Remember to stop, to cease, to, to, to hit the pause button. God stopped for the Sabbath. Jesus would stop and he would go break and he would Sabbath, he would get away from the crowds, he would get away, get away from the busyness of, of what was going on and the miracles that were happening and the teachings he was doing and what would he do? He'd get away, he would stop and he'd go be in the presence of his heavenly father and he would pray and he would worship and he would talk to God and he would just stop. Sabbath is about stopping. One quote that I found on the Sabbath 
It says that Sabbath should be the most unproductive day of the week. And as funny as that sounds and, and countercultural as that sounds, it's such a great reminder to me. And as I've read that quote and, and thought about that quote, when I've encountered my weekly rhythm of Sabbath, it's actually challenged me because I want to be productive. I want to get some yard work done or run some errands or do some laundry or binge that show that's on my to-do list, right? But Sabbath should be the most unproductive day of the week. It's reminding me to stop. It's reminding me of this principle of Sabbath means cease, stop. And we are to experience this weekly rhythm of stopping. But let's ask this question for ourselves. Why is it difficult? Why is it tough to stop? Why is that hard for you? Because some of you, the idea of resting or delighting in the presence of God, man, that excites you. But stopping to be in the presence of God, woo-wee, that'll bother some of us, won't, won't it? It'll, just, it'll, it'll irritate something within us. Why is it tough for us to stop? One is we are just busy people. We are addicted to hurry. And, and, and constantly multitasking and keeping things going. We've got to-do lists, we've got noise, we've got reminders, we've got emails, we've got alarms, notifications, texts, messages, all of these things going, going. And, and we just feel this restlessness and we can't stop because life and the culture that we are a part of is just driven by hurry. And guess what? We are addicted to that hurry. How many of you struggle on vacation to stop answering emails or to stop working or it's kind of this work vacation combo mode or, you know, the idea of turning off your brain while on vacation can be so tough. Well, it's because we are addicted to that hurry, that pace of life, and that can make it tough for us to stop. I think another reason that it's tough for us to stop is stopping feels wrong. How many of you would feel that to stop means you're doing something bad because to stop would mean we're incomplete. There's a gap in our schedule, and if there's a gap in our schedule, we should be more productive. We should fill that gap with something. And we feel guilty. Maybe we feel like, oh, it's not fair that I get to stop and somebody over here doesn't get to stop. And so we don't stop because we feel guilty that somebody else doesn't get that same rhythm. Or we feel a sense of FOMO, right, a fear of missing out. Oh, if I stop, I'm not gonna know what's going on in the world. I'm not gonna know what's going on in these people's lives. I'm not gonna be a part of this barbecue or this event or this subculture, this, this rhythm of something else, but we're called to stop. But we feel that it's wrong to stop. And, and if I stop, maybe I'm gonna let somebody down or I'm gonna miss out on something or I'm gonna feel like a failure because I left something incomplete and unfinished and something I did wrong because I stopped. And so we continue to maintain this rhythm that is unhealthy and a rhythm where we like Sabbath in concept, but we don't actually implement it. So I wanna just talk very briefly about three ways that I see Sabbath being beneficial. Why is it beneficial for us to practice a Sabbath stopping? To stop, right? This Sunday, we have shut everything down and we've stopped. Why? Because there's, there's three, three things that I wanna highlight of why stopping can be beneficial. One is that stopping helps us discover our identity. So much of our identity is tied to what we do. And, and yet, as one quote said, we are human beings, not human doings. Right, But we often tie our value, our significance, our worth to what we do. But you are a child of God, and you are loved by God, not because of what you do and what you can accomplish and the, the ministry that you can create or the, the impact that you can have. Those are all incredible things and those ways that God wants to partner with you 
to implement his kingdom and his purposes, but that's not why he loves you. That's not who you are. And often our worth and our value and our identity is tied to what we do. And stopping challenges us to disrupt that. We've tied our identity to the things that we can accomplish. But when I stop, well, I'm telling myself I can't accomplish anything. And so if stopping, and and I would say this, if you're feeling the itch to be productive on a Sabbath, don't just give in. If you feel like, oh, I got to get this done, or I want to do this, or I got to get this, oh, I want you to just stop and actually pray and think about why is that desire burning within you? What is going on beneath the surface that you have to get that done? What are you going to do that's going to make you feel more complete inside? That's the challenge. That's what stopping does is it stops us from just jumping into the normal rhythms that we would participate in and instead saying, okay, who am I? Why am I loved by God? Why am I a child of God? It shifts our focus off an identity built on ourselves to an identity built on Jesus. And that is central to the gospel. Ephesians 2, uh, 2 verse 9 and 10, the apostle Paul writes this. He says, salvation is not a reward for the good things that we have done. So none of us can boast about it, for we are God's masterpiece. None of us can brag and boast about, look at what I've done, and this is why God loves me. It is central to the gospel, and it is central to God's love for you, that your identity is not formed on what you can accomplish and what you can do. So stopping slows you down and reminds you, this is why God loves you. He loves you because he created you. He loves you because you're his child, and he loves to be with you. Here's the second benefit of stopping. Stopping helps us discover our limits. This is the second thing that I see. You and I have limits. We have physical limits, time limits, emotional limits, mental limits. We get maxed out, and it is okay to recognize that you and I have limits. There are tasks on a Sabbath day that are going to feel unfinished and incomplete. There are emails that will lack a response. There's a to-do list that won't get checked, and that is okay. We go into a Sabbath saying, I have limits. I can't get this done. That is acceptable, and that is acceptable to God because I am a human being. I'm fallible, and my life is limited. I'm not all-powerful, all-knowing, and all-present But stopping reminds me that I am not God, but I worship the one who is. That Jesus is God, and when I look at Jesus, I see that he is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present. And I stop to be with the one who is limitless. You see, I recognize my limits, and I embrace those limits. I'm okay with those limits, and I begin to put my focus on the one who has no limits, Psalm 46.10 says, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. This is huge for the Sabbath rhythm. Be still, stop, and put your eyes on Jesus. Put your eyes on God. Know that he is the one who is not limited by anything. He has no box that he is contained by, but you and I are. He is God, and I am not, and that is. That is important for us to recognize. That is important for us to remember. And that is an important part of what we discover when we stop. He is God. I am not. Be still and know that I am God. The third thing that I see is, this is the third benefit of stopping. 
Stopping helps us discover God's voice. Stopping slows us down to make space for Jesus because often we're too hurried, too distracted, too tired, and we can't hear him. We've crowded him out. But stopping slows us down. In 1 Kings chapter 19, we see a story of a man named Elijah who is hurried and he's tired and he's willing to give up on his life. He's just crying out to God saying, God, I'm done, man. I'm finished. I, I, I want to quit this thing called life. He's exhausted. He's maxed out, right? Those limitations we were just talking about. That's where he's at and he's struggling to hear the voice of God. And so what does is, what is his example show us? is he stops, he gets away from life, he goes and he, he falls asleep and takes a nap under a tree and then eats a meal and takes another nap and he goes on a walk to a cave and while he's in this cave in chapter 19, we see Elijah have an encounter with God. And it says this in verse 11 and 12, Elijah stood there in the cave and the Lord passed by. A mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were loose but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. It is in the whisper that Elijah discovers the voice of God. It is after getting away from life. It is after the hustle and bustle of these high points where God was using him, and he was doing things for God, which is great, right? But he is a being, not a doing, and so he goes and he just stops, takes a nap, eats a meal, takes another nap, goes on a walk, goes and experiences the stillness of God's presence, and he hears God's voice. He hears it in the whisper. It is in the stopping, the waiting, the being still that we allow room for the voice of God to be loud enough for us to actually hear it. I heard one quote by N.T. Wright, who's a pastor and author and theologian. He says it like this. It is only when we slow down our lives that we can catch up to God. What a, what a quandary of a, of a quote there. I want to read that again. It is only when we slow down our lives that we can catch up to God. Think about that. God's pace is different than our pace. And the rhythm of Sabbathing and stopping changes our pace in such a way where we can slow down to be with our God. And so I would encourage you this Sabbath Sunday or Sabbath weekend, maybe you're taking it on Saturday or Monday, whenever it is, but just as you're taking your Sabbath time, push through the awkwardness. Push through the, the, the disruption to uh, your schedule. Push through the, the, the tension you're feeling inside and focus on simply being with Jesus in the midst of your stopping. And I say that because it is important to recognize that this is more than just another day off. This is not about getting another thing done. This is about stopping and ceasing and being with Jesus. In Mark chapter 2, Jesus is referred to as the Lord of the Sabbath. Right? In his teaching about the Sabbath in Mark 2, he says, So the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath, and so he better be a central part of our Sabbath stopping, that we put our eyes on Jesus. Can we slow down and practice the Sabbath of stopping? Can we embrace the silence and the solitude of stopping? Can we slow down and be with Jesus? He has instilled this rhythm within humanity since the beginning of creation, and it, 
It follows through for generation after generation after generation to us today in 2023. And I believe that we are supposed to embrace this rhythm, not just talk about it, not just be enlightened by it, but to actually practice it. And so this weekend, would you take time to stop? Would you take time and, and, and see that God is giving you permission to stop, to say no to things, to see your limits, to recognize your identity, and to hear his voice as you hit the pause button on life and take a Sabbath with Jesus. Let's take an intentional time to do that this weekend. And we're going to do this, like we said, throughout the, throughout the summer series or throughout the summer in August and in September. And we're going to highlight different components of the Sabbath. But this is about a rhythm of stopping. And so for those of you that are very practical, in the booklet that we mentioned earlier uh, are some practical tips. And I want to just quickly talk through some of those. You'll see them up on the screen about a practice of, of a rhythm of stopping. Right, that you would go and live this out. Make a list of the things you're not going to do. Turn off your phone. Turn your clocks around. Turn them off, right? Cover them up. Take a nap. Be like Elijah. Take a nap and eat a meal, right? Find a sacred space where you can go and just experience some silence and solitude for a moment or an extended moment or an extended period of time. Read something that's going to help you focus on Jesus. Go for a walk. And talk with Jesus. And lastly, here's another practical thing. Just journal. Get a piece of paper and journal your thoughts and your feelings from the week. Putting all of this out on paper, right? And then we've also got some questions in that booklet for you. But here's those questions. You can journal about it. You can think about it. You can talk about it with others and friends and loved ones. Uh, why is it difficult for you to stop? What is the difference between a Sabbath and a day off? And how can stopping help you to learn to trust God? So those are just some practical things that you can think about, talk about, and begin to put into practice. But church, we just encourage you to embrace this weekend and really enjoy it as an opportunity to, to put into practice this rhythm of Sabbathing. And we are excited to see you next weekend for Super Sunday. We'll see you here for our 10 a.m. service and our potluck following. And uh, it's going to be just a great time to be back together and experience our Super Sunday together and hear some stories about our Sabbath. And, and that's what I'm looking forward to this summer as well, is I want to hear your stories of what God is doing in your life uh, through this rhythm series as you learn to stop and put your focus on Jesus. All right, church, we love you, and we will see you next Sunday for Super Sunday. So the, there's two green sliders that say computer.
We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you want to take your next step in following Jesus, fill out the digital connect card at thehubcitychurch.com connect. We'd love to celebrate what Jesus is doing in your life. 